0: This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. With me, of course, is Sally Lucas. Well, another Friday, another place to go. It is certainly, Wayne, and we have a guest with us today. And she is Tina Crocker from Carnival Australia. Hi, Tina. Hi, Sally. How are you going? Fine, thanks. That's great. I'm glad that we have you on today. We've been trying to get you on for a long time and uh, it's sort of been uh, battling both ends that we can get together. So this is great. Can you just um little a bit of explanation about Carnival Australia? I think most people might not know um the umbrella that that covers. I mean, we know, I mean we know as agents, of course, and you know, the shipping companies though, that come under that Carnival Australia banner. We actually
1: look after six different brands that Carnival Corporation owns. The first is the one that everybody knows and loves, and that's P&O Australia. Of course. Um, the second one that we look after is Princess Cruises. Yeah. We also look after uh, P&O UK, which are the round world ships sure. that we see every February. We look after Cunard. Which of course got lots of press on the 20th of February when QE2 and QM2 were in Sydney.
0: Certainly put you into gridlock.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> we look after Costa Cruises, which is an Italian cruise line. Yeah. And lastly, we look after Seabourn, which is a six-star product with smaller ships.
0: It's quite a—it's quite a number of ships that you really have to look after and um, have knowledge about too, isn't it? I think it's 56. No, oh, that's a, that's a lot, isn't it? But it It does and that's happening worldwide with the cruise uh, market the way it is now. It's been so popular that there's just new vessels coming online all the time, isn't there? Yeah, they've said that it's the
1: fastest-growing sector of the travel industry around the world.
0: I believe that. Now, today we're just going to talk about, I guess, two specific vessels that you would like to have a little chat about today. Um, one is a new vessel to Australia, the Pacific Dawn, and um, she's coming out here to do cruising out of Australia over, a, a well, a, I guess a quite a long period of time for us, for a, a, an upmarket vessel to be out here. So can you just, just tell us a little bit about this new vessel and what she's like and what she has to offer compared to the previous previous and vessels that have been coming out here?
1: Pacific Dawn is actually arriving in November. She's currently a member of the Princess Fleet. She's the Regal Princess. Okay. And she's a 70,000-ton ship, and she holds. she's going to hold approximately 2,000 passengers. And she arrives, uh, her first cruise is on the 9th of November this year. But what's really exciting for us is that her arrival will sort of Um, begin a new era in cruising of the South Pacific for P&O Australia because this ship um, was built in 1991, and it's a long way from what we have right now in the Pacific Sun sailing out of Sydney. Pacific Sun only has 10 balcony cabins, and the Pacific Dawn will have, in total, 184 cabins with private balconies.
0: That's wonderful, isn't it, to be able to offer that style of cruising um, on a regular basis to all the wonderful Australian cruise passengers.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people now have experienced um, cruising in other parts of the world. They might have been to Alaska or Europe. That's right. And they really, um, if they've had a balcony it's sort of once you go balcony, you never go back.
0: Like going business class as opposed to economy, okay, I suppose, flying on a plane. Exactly the same. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly the same. So the ship will be um, a much sort of better, younger ship than we've ever had in the P&O Australia fleet. The product on board, though, will remain uh, our traditional delivery of, you know, catering to everyone. Uh, we have a huge family market, uh, lots of people uh, with children traveling, particularly in school holidays. Uh, but really our passengers' age ranges from 2 all the way up to 102.
0: Yeah. And you're just doing the normal cruising of the Pacific region like we have experienced in the past on these particular itineraries on the dawn?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Pacific Dawn will call Sydney home and she will be doing a series of cruises anywhere from 8 to 14 nights. Um, With the exception of in June of 08, so next year, she's going to be doing a special voyage out to... Tahiti and the islands, and it's going to be a 28-night uh, sailing. And I think, from what I know, balconies have already sold out on that particular voyage, uh, but we do have good space available on other grades.
0: Well, it's a wonderful itinerary. I've actually got it in front of me at the moment. I mean, the, what you're seeing is, you know, New Mia you, in New Caledonia, of course, New Colofa and Bavao in Tonga. You've got Rara Tonga in the Cook Islands, Raiatea, Papiete, Morea, Bora Bora in French Polynesia. Then you've got Pango Pango in American Samoa. Arpia in Western, Tin Can Island at Tonga, Savu Savu in Fiji, with Lavuka and Suva as well, and Dravuni Island, and back to Sydney. So, I mean, it's a wonderful Pacific itinerary, isn't it? It's It's
1: a fabulous itinerary, and the best news is that you don't have to fly.
0: <laughs> exactly. As we say, unpack once, lay back, and enjoy. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's hope that's given our uh, listeners today something to um, think about now with Pacific Dawn, that they now have a new, really much more, if you like, salubrious vessel out here to cruise on, which is great for Australians and great for everybody, I feel, that we're going to have that standard of cruising out here on a regular basis.
1: And the new brochure will be out in about um, a couple of weeks, and that will take the program all the way through until January nine.
0: Now, we're going to talk about Princess this time and the fact that we're losing Pacific Princess, which has been cruising out here for a few years now, and she's being replaced by Sun Princess starting November this year through to March next year. Again, I'd like you just to explain to people out there the difference between maybe the Pacific Princess and this new vessel, or new to us, the Sun Princess, coming out here for this cruise market in summer.
1: Well, the Pacific Princess is a 30,000-tonne vessel that holds 670 passengers, and um it's sort of an intimate style of, of boutique cruising, and uh, we've had the vessel for five years, but we're looking forward next year, 07, summer of seven oh eight, to welcoming her big sister, the Sun Princess. Right. Now, the Sun Princess is approximately um, three times the capacity. It holds about 2,000 people, mm. and it's a 77,000-ton vessel. Okay. But the best part about it is that it's got Four hundred balcony cabins, and that is more cabins than Pacific Princess had in total. Wow! So, with the focus on balconies, yes. um, it's you know the capacity is something that we are really excited about.
0: Of course, yeah, and to be able to offer, you should say that standard again, that level up to, with more private balcony staterooms.
1: A lot of um, a lot of passengers may have um, seen or even sailed on this ship in Alaska. Okay. Um, It's been doing the Alaska summer season for a number of years.
0: Okay. Yeah, so people could be familiar with it, as you say, if they've done that Alaskan time. Now, with Princess 2, do they um, also cater to families?
1: Absolutely. Um, Particularly on this ship, as opposed to Pacific Princess, which we've had in the past. This ship has got wonderful kids' facilities uh, for all the different ages. And we have some itineraries next summer that will really suit um, the family market from Christmas right straight through January, which is when we know the families want to travel. So we have um, a Christmas cruise and a New Year's cruise and a school holidays cruise specifically designed for everyone. We also have in the program four round-trip New Zealand departures, so sail out of Sydney and back to Sydney, and two round Australia 28-night itineraries, which I think now have have filled... um, But, you know, you can always wait list. You never know your chances.
0: No, that was um, very popular, wasn't it, that round Australia trip? It was just amazing. I mean, it's quite a remarkable voyage to undertake, though, to go circumnavigate the whole of our country and see it in that way. I think it would be absolutely wonderful.
1: Yes, I think we even have some people who've already done it and are doing it again.
0: Oh, wow. They must have really loved it then. I think so. (laughs) I think so. But
1: I think that, you know, the standard of princess um, is is what's so exciting to have that quality of... uh, of Vessel and the onboard delivery of the product coming down here. And uh, the beauty is that when it's here, on board, it's in Australian dollars.
0: Yes, which is much better, isn't it? I mean, everyone relates a lot better to that. You even read letters to the editor I have in papers where they've been on various different cruise companies and thought it was going to be in Australian dollars and, you know, found it was in US and struggled with it and the conversion and all that. So I think if it's in Aussie dollars, for, for we Aussies out here, it does make life a lot easier.
1: Well, we're Australianizing the ship for six months, so not only are we uh, converting it to Australian dollars on board, but we're also putting on Australian entertainment, um, and we're also putting on Australian wines and products on board that... Uh, the Australian market
0: wants. Oh, that's good. That's great to hear, actually. And it's good to support the local industry, anyway. That's right. You know, so that's an excellent thing. And also, we've got another exciting itinerary, haven't we, happening with uh, Sun Princess, like we did on the Dorm of the Pearls of Tahiti? Um, she's going to be doing an incredible 42 night China Japan itinerary, I believe.
1: She will be, but that won't be happening until March of 2009.
0: It's a long way off, but as you say, look how far ahead the Around Australia trip booked out. So can people actually book on this yet or just register?
1: They can register and it will be open for sale at the end, very end of April.
0: Okay. And so they'll
1: be able to book and deposit um, so they don't miss out on this great 42-night voyage.
0: Okay. And it's just to give people an idea, it's going up the coast from Sydney through the Sundays, Darwin, Malaysia, uh, Borneo-type areas through onto Hong Kong, Ports of call in China, Korea, Japan, coming back down through the Mariana Islands, Guam, New Guinea, Sydney. So, again, a wonderful itinerary. And also, just before you go, because I know we're getting close to the end here, Tina, there is another vessel coming out, a sister again to sun the Dawn Princess. So we're going to be um, lucky enough to actually have two princesses out here.
1: Yeah, it's it's so exciting. We were absolutely dumbfounded that Princess is going to deploy a second ship. So not only will, will we have Sun Princess sailing out of Sydney in 8 09, but her sister, her twin, the Dawn Princess, will be sailing out of Melbourne. Yeah. So that's uh, another opportunity for people to cruise on the Princess product.
0: And again, is that going to be available from the end of this month maybe? Or? Yes. Okay. And they're going to be doing, I believe, um, round Australia trips as well. So if people have missed out on the current one, there's opportunities there now on the Dawn Princess as well.
1: There certainly will be.
0: Wonderful. Well, Tina, time has run out. I'm so sorry. We could have chatted on forever about what's happening within your company today, but thank you for coming on for Carnival Australia and talking about Princess and Pacific Dawn. It's been wonderful having you, and um, all the best with all these new ships and itineraries. Thank you too, Sally. Thanks, Tina. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.